It is so good to be back uh, to uh, Pastor Tony's church, uh, my favorite pastor, and the uh, favorite pastor of many of our, uh, you know, the, the, the friends that we're doing this together with. Uh, he's our favorite. Uh, he's the most, the purest one of us, <laughs> the best at everything. So we love Pastor Tony and uh, we love your church. And uh, I had the privilege of getting to know Pastor Kevin uh, more now. Uh, we had lunch a couple weeks ago and I uh, just got to hear about his life story. And um, uh, it was just such a blessing uh, to get to know him. And also Casey. Uh, uh, yeah, she also came to our church yesterday, so thank you so much uh, for uh, this opportunity. And, you know, actually my house is uh, literally like five minutes from here if we don't get stopped by like the stoplights. And uh, my kids were here for VBS last week, and they were only here like three days because I found out uh, when I was having lunch with Pastor Kevin, <laughs> he told me uh, you guys are doing VBS. If I would have known it was a whole week, we would have sent it the whole week. <laughs> but uh, as soon as I found that, like, my wife called Trisha and uh, see if we can still send our kids. And then uh, it was such a joy to, uh, you know, be able to send my kids here. They had such a great time. My daughter, you know, she was, uh, she basically wanted to move to your church. <laughs> and then uh, we would gladly do it uh, once I stopped ministry. But, uh, yeah, so it's just so, so, you know, actually some of you have my information uh, because, you know, we, uh, uh communicate with each other for like the sermon info and things like that some of you have my number whatever your church does can you please let me know uh you know and then uh, we would love to participate in everything we don't do, come because we don't know so please let us know this is a church we trust we church the pastor of this church and we would love to uh fellowship more uh with uh, true love church uh <clears throat> i'm uh uh, sharing a message today from First John. Uh, John is um, uh, the Apostle John is the one who wrote the Gospel of John, as well as uh, First, Second, and Third John. And uh, he, uh, uh, in the beginning of the past the chapter, he he tries to show uh, his church how to have fellowship with God. Uh, that's one thing he tries to do, to show his church how to have fellowship with God. And in our passage today, uh, he uh, shows us uh, how to have, um, he, shares, he shares that only those who are in the light, only those who are in the light can have fellowship with God. So that's, that's the big idea, that's what he's trying to convey to uh, his church who wants to have fellowship with God, he says that uh, only those who are in the light and not in the darkness can have fellowship with God. So he will show us today what it looks like to be in the light. He will show us today what it means to be in the light, what it looks like to be in the light, so that we can enjoy rich fellowship with God. If you have your Bibles, uh, please open with me to 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through chapter 2, verse 2. <clears throat> That's 1 John, chapter 1, uh, verse 5, to 1 John ch two, chap chapter 2, verse 2. And this is what uh, 1 John, chapter 1, uh, verse 5 through chapter 2, verse 2 says. 
This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Um, the, so the Apostle John, he wants to show us how to be in the light, what it means to be in the light, so that we can have fellowship with God. And the first thing that he says is that in order to have fellowship with God, uh, we must practice the truth. To be, uh, to be in the light, to be in the light, to have fellowship with God, means to be somebody who practices the truth. Uh, those who are in the light are those who practice the truth. You know, when the Apostle John started this passage, he says, this is the message we have heard from him, and I proclaim to you. He's saying, what I am about to teach you right now is not coming from me. It's not my own inspiration or insight. This is the message that we heard from him, from Jesus himself. This is, the very, this is coming from the very revelation of God. This is God's word. God says that if you want to be in the light, this is what you must do. He is light. There is no darkness in him. If you want to have fellowship with him, you need to be in the light. And we heard this from him. He says, this is a special revelation, direct revelation from God. God says, this is what you and I must do if you want to be in the light. This is actually pretty important that he starts off this way. Because right now what John is doing, he's battling false teachers in his own congregation. And the false teachers were spreading a false message, a different gospel. They had, they had strayed from the gospel that John preached to them in the beginning. And now they had come up with a new gospel. But the way that they came up with this new gospel was because they felt, because this new is something that it came from their inspiration, their own inspiration. It's their own thoughts. It's their own feelings. It's in the spur of the moment. They, they had a, an intelligent idea, and now they're saying the Bible is wrong, and they are right. So it is important for John to start this way. He's saying, what I am telling you is not coming from me. It's not human inspiration. I'm not saying things like, I feel like the Spirit is saying this to me. I have this secret knowledge that God has only given me. And if you want to know what God says, you have to listen to the secret message that God has given me. John is saying, I'm not doing that. The false teachers are doing that, and they're trying to sway you in their direction because of the secret knowledge they receive from God, the secret inspiration. My message is not coming like that. My message is from him. It's grounded. The basis of it 
is the very word of God. This is what God says. Uh, you know, at one point in my life, I, I attended many ch churches when I was not uh, part of a church. And when I was uh, trying to figure out what kind of Christian uh, I am, you know, am I charismatic, am I uh, Presbyterian, am I Baptist, <laughs> trying to figure out what I am. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll try some of these uh, Christian denominations out there to try to figure out who I am. So I, attend, I attended everything that I possibly could to try to experience everything Christianity had to offer. And one particular Sunday, I went to a charismatic church. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the pastor, uh, he got up in the pulpit. He opened his Bible. He opened the Bible. That was good. <laughs> he opened the Bible. And then, and then uh, he started to preach. But then, like, even though he opened his Bible, when he started to preach, all of a sudden, he, he, he kind of started, but he kind of got quiet all of a sudden. And then he said, wait, 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 wait. I feel like God's trying to say something to me to say to you. And he wasn't like quoting scripture or anything. He all of a sudden looked at his shirt and he had pineapple designs on his shirt. And he looked at the pineapple and said, oh, I think God is, is related to the pineapples. You know, God is trying to say something to us through my pineapple designs for my shirt. It's coming, it's coming. <laughs> and I, was, I, was, I was like, you know, sitting in the audience and I was like, what in the world is going on here? You know, pineapples and like God speaking through pineapples and that's when I knew I'm not charismatic. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but that's kind of what the false teachers were doing. This is coming from God. We hear the Spirit saying this, but they had no basis for what they were saying other than we feel this is from God. We think this is from God. John is saying, uh, what I say to you, what I proclaim to you comes from him. This is from God. And God says that to be in the light means to practice the truth. He gives a, a contrast between who is in darkness and who is in light. And of course, by also giving the contrast of who is in darkness, he's attacking the false teachers who were clearly in darkness. Uh, and he says, this is how you know whether you are in the light or whether you're in darkness. In verse 5. Oh, in verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. The ones who are in darkness, the ones who are liars, are the ones who say we have fellowship with God, but their life doesn't show it. They do not practice the truth. It is so easy to say, if you're a Christian or not, it doesn't matter who you're, it is so easy to say, I know God, I have fellowship with God, I have a relationship with God. Anybody can say they know God. You don't have to, you don't have to be a Christian to say that. It is so easy to say that, but if your life doesn't show it, if you don't practice the truth, if your life doesn't show the truth that you claim to know, you claim to know God, but if your life doesn't show that, you're a liar. You are in darkness, uh, is what uh, John is saying. First thing, those who are in darkness, the ones who say, I have fellowship with God, I know God, they don't show it. Their life doesn't show it. They don't practice the truth. This can happen to Christians as well, by the way. Um, 
I personally know people who tell me they claim to be solid, solid Christians. They claim to know God. They claim uh, that God loves them and that they love God more than anything in their lives. Yet, they're living with their boyfriend or they're, li or they're living with their girlfriend. <laughs> we say we love God. Actions doesn't match what we say. I know Christians who tell me they love God more than He's the most important one in their lives, and yet they're living with their boyfriend, living with their girlfriend. So John is saying, if you say you know God, if you say you have fellowship with God, if you don't practice the truth, you're a liar. Anybody who says to know God and have fellowship with God, but if their life doesn't show that, if they do not practice the truth, you're a liar. You are in darkness. You are not in the light. Um, and then John says, so, 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 so the ones who say they know God and, and they don't practice the truth, they're in darkness. The ones who are in the light, the ones who are in the light, John says, the ones who are in the light are the ones who have fellowship with one another. So here, practicing the truth means having fellowship with one another. Those who know the truth, they have fellowship with one another. Those who are in the light, John says, those who are in, those who are in darkness are those who say we know God, but, you know, they don't practice the truth. Those who are in the light are those who are having fellowship with one another that comes from the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me unpack that for you a little bit. Those who are in the light are those who are in fellowship with one another because those who are in the darkness are the ones who are destroying the fellowship. These are the proud, the ones that are saying God only spoke to us, the secret message. They are the ones who are dividing and destroying. You know who's in darkness and you know who's in the light by their actions. They are not living out the truth. They're dividing, they're destroying the church. The ones who are in the light have fellowship with one another. They bring the community together. They love the community. There's strength in the community. They don't divide. They don't destroy. They have fellowship. Those are the ones who are in the light. Why? Because they practice the truth. They actually know the truth and practice the truth. Why do they have fellowship like that? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That kind of community can only be built by those who understand the grace of God through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. That kind of community can only be built by those who understand we are so sinful and the only thing that we deserve was the wrath of God, but instead of giving us exactly what we deserve, instead of that, God actually killed his own son and it is because of the blood of Jesus that a sinner like me can have fellowship with God. Those who understand that truth, they're not proud. They don't divide. They don't break things. They don't destroy other people's lives. They, they know, you know, you know, what, you know what kind of sinner I was? You know, the fact that I get to be in church worshiping God, a sinner like me, only because of the blood of Jesus I'm here. They're humble. They're humble. They create unity. They create fellowship. Those who understand why they are able to worship God, what it cost God to get us to come and have fellowship and worship. It was the, 
It was through the blood of his son. Somebody had to die, not just anybody, but God had to die. The son of God had to die for sinners like us to gather in a fellowship. Anybody who understands that, how sinful they were and how much grace and love God showed, they don't destroy community. They don't destroy fellowship. They are not proud. They are humble. They have fellowship with one another. They are in the light. They know the truth. They practice the truth. Somebody who understands how much God has loved them by killing his own son on the cross so that we can be saved. Anybody who understands that kind of grace, that kind of love, the kind of love that we have received from God when we did not deserve it, we don't hurt, we, we don't only say that we love God, we show that we love God through our actions. Anybody who doesn't understand that, they can claim all they want. I know God, I have fellowship with God, but their actions will never show that. So the first thing, those who are in the darkness are those who say I have fellowship with God. Their actions never show that. Those who are in the light, they have fellowship with one another because of the blood of Jesus Christ, what it took for them to have that kind of fellowship together. John elaborates on this, a little bit, on, on this a little bit more. And then now he says, the second thing, those who are in the light, those who are in the light are those who confess their sins. Those who are in the light are those who have fellowship with one another. They practice the truth. Those who are in the light are those who confess their sins. He says in verse... Um, Eight, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Those who are in the light are those who confess that they are sinful, that they deserve the wrath of God, a lot worse sinful than they can possibly ever imagine. Those are the ones who are in the light. The ones who are in the darkness are the ones who are saying, there is no sin, I have not sinned. This was the false message that the false teachers were spreading to the members of the church, of John's church. They were telling people, sin is not real, sin doesn't exist. They denied the existence of sin. They denied sin. Sin is not real. And they denied ever having sinned in their lives. They knew, they knew that to approach a holy God, they had to be sinless. But their method, their way, the message that they were spreading to others of how to be sinless was simply by denying sin, by saying sin is not real, there is no sin, and we never sin. And John says, anybody who falls into that trap, you think you have no sin, you think sin is not real, you deny sin, you hide sin, you say you never sin, John says you're in darkness. You can say all you want, that you are free, that you don't have, a, you, 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 you don't have sin, that sin is not real, you're not free. You're in darkness. Verse 8 is talking about completely denying sin. That the fact that sin is actually just our imagination is not real. Verse 10 has to do more with daily sins. 
like our daily habitual sins that we commit on an everyday basis. So one is sin doesn't exist. Another one is I don't ever sin daily, denying the fact, being light and casual about daily sin. They were denying both. Um, much like we are doing today in our times. Isn't this what we are doing? Uh, we, John says we are deceiving ourselves. When we say there is no sin, when we try to make sin actually good, isn't that what we're doing now? We're, we're deceiving ourselves. We're calling sin good. We're saying sin is not real. We're falling into the lie of the false teachers of the times of John. Anybody who says sin is not real, anybody who turns sin into something good, John says we're actually not free from sin. We're in dark. That's not the way to be free from sin. Sometimes we as Christians, we do the same. We might not say it like this, but we deny sin as well. We don't believe in sin. Think about it. When you think about the problems in life, do you ever think it's actually because of sin? Or do you think that the problems we have are because of poor education, poor upbringing, bad politics? The problem is not sin. It's everything else but sin. You know what, that, what, you know what happens when we start to deny sin? The biggest problem is that Jesus is no longer the answer. When sin is not the problem, Jesus is not the answer. All of a sudden, if our problem is poor upbringing or poor education or bad politics or whatever else the world is wrong with the world, if those are the problems, then the solution is therapy, is counseling, is a better politician, is no longer Jesus. We don't say it like that, but deep inside, many of us do. We don't think the problem is sin. We, don't, we deny sin. We don't really believe in sin. We think something else is the problem, and other than Jesus, something else is the solution to our problems. When we do that, we deny sin. We deceive ourselves. We take matters into our own hands. We think the problem is not sin. We think we have this so we can fix it. We don't really need Jesus to fix it for us. So sometimes, you know, we, we, we can deceive ourselves uh, by believing that sin is not real, by denying sin. Sometimes we can deceive ourselves um, by making light of daily sin. Some of us might not believe in sin at all. Some of us make sin casual. That's verse 10. Verse 10 is making sin casual, like everyday sin uh, we, we, you know, we sin so much that it's, we're numb to it now. Like, we don't see it as sin anymore. It's actually a good thing. It brings us pleasure. We have deceived ourselves. We have stayed in darkness. We are in darkness because we can't see what's right from what's wrong anymore. We see what used to be sin as something good now. And that's what darkness is, right? You can't tell what's right from what's wrong. You're lost. So we either say there is no sin or we make sin casual in our everyday lives. We as Christians are doing both today. We are denying sin. We are making sin, daily sin, casual. And we know best when, uh, you know, when we look at ourselves. Because, you know, when somebody does something wrong, we are quick to judge and criticize them for what they did. 
But if you and I do the same thing, we're not so quick to judge ourselves in the same way. This is how we know we have become casual about our own sins. When they do it, oh, punish them. Oh, they deserve it. When we do it, but you know, like I had a good reason for it. We rationalize the same sin when we commit it. We become a little too casual about our own sin. We become casual about sin and our family members. In the name of love, we tolerate sin. And this can happen in many ways, but the way that I'm seeing it happen most, at least around me, uh, it's through sexual sin. It looks like everybody here is of age, so that's why I was uh, taking a glance at who's in the room or not. There's articles about this, too, in Christian, uh, um, you know, articles. They say that Christian young adults today, they don't see sex before marriage as sinful anymore. Even though the Bible is clear, there's truth. There's truth that we go by. It's not just our feelings or what we feel like God's saying, but there's truth that we, even though the Bible is clear, sex is reserved for marriage between a Christian husband and a Christian wife. Today, young, many Christian young adults, they don't think sex before marriage is a sin. We have become too casual. Many are actually cohabitating, living together, and they're actually calling that a good thing. They're saying, oh, this is a way where we can see if we're compatible or not. It's better. It'll be a better marriage. <laughs> we're calling what used to be sin good. We are lying to ourselves, deceived. We are in darkness. Christian parents are allowing this. I know personally of Christian families that are allowing this. Parents, they don't want to, you know, have tension with their children and the, the, their kids are having sex with their boyfriend or girlfriend or living with their boyfriend or girlfriend and they're doing nothing. They are being casual about daily sin because they don't want their kids to be mad at them. I mean, they're going to get married anyways, you know. Many, many godly Christian women who discipled me and raised me in the church when I was growing up, many of them have I found out they rushed into their wedding because they were already pregnant. John is saying, uh, when we say there is no sin, when we're casual about sin, and we say we have fellowship with God, and we say we know God. He's saying we are deceiving ourselves. We are liars. We are in darkness. We are not in light as we think. We are just saying that there is no sin, just being casual about sin, just denying sin. Doesn't mean that we are not struggling with sin. Doesn't mean that we are free. Doesn't mean that we're in the light. Doesn't mean that we're in fellowship with God. We are just lying to ourselves. John says there is a better way. There is a better way. There is actually a way where you can really be free from sin, where you can really be forgiven, where you can really be in the light. You can really be in fellowship with God. And he says, don't deny your sin. Don't hide your sin. Don't become casual about your sin. Confess your sin. 
confess, you, you really want to be free? You want to be free from the misery, the torment, the deception, the lie, the darkness, the heaviness? You becoming numb to sin where you don't know what's right and wrong anymore? We, you want to stop pretending to have fellowship with God, just deceiving ourselves and lying that we know God when we haven't felt God in decades? Because when sin is in the middle, we cannot have fellowship with God. That's the very thing that's actually getting in between you and your fellowship with God. It has to be dealt with. Many of us who are just pretending that, you know, God loves us, that we have fellowship with Him, that everything is good with Him, yet we have not sensed His presence for years. There is a way to actually get back into having fellowship with Him. And John says, it comes through confession. Acknowledge your, that you're a sinner. Acknowledge your sins. Come clean. And he's faithful and just. He can forgive you because he's just. Somebody paid for your sin. Remember the blood of Jesus, the, the, the Son of God, he already paid for your sin. So he's, your sin was already paid for, so God can be he can be holy and he can be loving. He can forgive a sinner because somebody already paid for your sin. So he's just and, and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's uh, loving and just because Jesus already paid for your sin. So, so he can forgive you for your sin. There's a way for you to be in the light. There's a way for you to be forgiven. There's a way for you to come out of the darkness. Who likes to live in darkness? It's miserable to live in darkness and with secrets and with lies. That's a miserable way to live. John is saying you can come out to the light. And the way to do so is not by denying sin or brainwashing yourself, deceiving yourself or being casual about sin. Be free from it. God made a way. Be free from it. Confess your sin. He's faithful and just. He will forgive you for your sin. He will forgive. No more pretending to know God and I have fellowship with God when we don't. No more darkness. You and I can really be in the light. You and I can experience real forgiveness. No more hiding, no more secrets, no more lying. We can come to the light. We can experience the presence of God that we haven't felt in years because sin got on the way. This is what John is offering to you and to me today. You want to just say things like, I know God and sin is not real and I'm not sinful when nothing is taken care of and kind of live that kind of life in darkness? Or do you want to experience True light, true fellowship with God. It comes through confession. Not denial, not hiding, not lying, but confessing our sins. Those who are in the light, practice the truth. Those who are in the light, confess their sins. We confess our sins because those who are in the light can only be in the light through Jesus Christ. That's what he, John ends by saying, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins and not only for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. What does this all mean? He's saying you and I can be forgiven. Forgiveness is guaranteed because, because Jesus is our atonement, our propitiation, our advocate. This is why we can come with confidence knowing that your sin and mine will be forgiven by God. 
you know, an atonement was in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament when you sin, you had to bring an animal. You had to bring an animal. When you sin, as a, as, a, as a follower of God in the Old Testament, when you sin, you bring an animal to the priest, an animal that is completely innocent, had nothing to do with your sin, is completely innocent, and that innocent animal has to die in the place of a guilty one, so your sins is cleansed, so your sin is forgiven. And, and, and you, you bring that animal, and you had to kill the animal in front of the priest so you can see how nasty your sin was. You had to see the blood and all the you know, guts and everything coming out of the animal because you had to see how nasty your sin is, but the only way to be forgiven was through an atonement where the innocent animal would take the place of a sinner so that you, your sins can be forgiven. But the animal sacrifices were not enough. Every time you sin, you had to continue to bring animals and continue to ask for forgiveness until Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate atonement, not just for your sin and mine, but for the whole world. So his sins cover the sins of the whole world, past, present, and future. He, uh, uh, his sacrifice covers for the sins of the whole world. His sacrifice covers for your sins and mine, past, present. All sins, all sins are forgiven. The ones that you committed in the past, the ones that you committed today, and the ones that you continue to commit in the future, they're all forgiven because he's, he, he, his sin covers the whole world. His sins covers for everybody's sins of all time. There's, there's what, that's why we, there's no more sacrifices after Jesus. He covers for all of our sins, past, present, all of our sins, all of the world. Anybody wants to come to God, they can find forgiveness of their sins through Christ. And when it says here that he is an advocate, it means every time you and I sin, Jesus comes to the Father. An advocate is somebody who speaks on your favor before God. Every time you and I sin, Jesus, Jesus comes to the Father and says, God, forgive David. Look, I paid for that sin. I'm the atonement. God, remember I died? Remember I shed blood? Remember I, uh, that sin is already paid for, so forgive David. He's the advocate. Every time you and I sin, Jesus is before the Father saying, God, you have to forgive. God wants to forgive you anyways. But he's saying, God, you have to forgive him. Look. I already paid for it. You can't make them pay twice. I already paid for this, and I'm the atonement. You, are, you and I are forgiven not because of what you and I do. You and I are forgiven because of what Jesus already did for you and for me. Every, so so our, our forgiveness is guaranteed every time we... So the better way, the better way is not to deny sin, is not to hide sin. The better way is to confess our sins because we know that every time we come confessing our sins, the forgiveness is guaranteed, being in the light is guaranteed, fellowship with God is guaranteed because Jesus is our propitiation. He's our advocate. Every time you come to God with your sin, Jesus will say, Father, I already paid for that. They are already forgiven for that. You can't make them pay again. Your forgiveness is guaranteed. So why stay in darkness? Why lie? Why deny when we can actually have freedom, forgiveness, and light? For far too long, Many of us have been living in darkness, perhaps. For far too long, many of us have been in misery, torment, because of the lies, the deception, the darkness. 
far too long. Many of us have been pretending to have fellowship with God when there was no fellowship there because sin was not dealt with. For far too long, we have been suffering in darkness. It is time to come to the light. It is time to confess our sins and enjoy fellowship with God once again. Let's pray.